You're about to listen to a true story told live because this is True Stories Live. Brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. Molly Farley. Hi guys. Um, So my story is about when I was 16 years old uh, and I was going into sixth form at school and I was so gay. I was so gay. I was like a really studious gay who had like I couldn't express it, so I just like learned everything that I could possibly learn. Um, and so I like read all the Tumblr threads about what being in relationships with queer women were like, what the green flags were, the red flags, the memes, the stereotypes. Like I just kind of embodied it, um, but I couldn't express it. Um, and so I'm going into sixth form. I'm 16, and we get uh, a whole new kind of group of students join us from other schools. And there is one girl who arrives into school on a penny board wearing dangly bottle cap earrings with long, dirty blonde hair wearing Doc Martens. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what do you do? I like... I just couldn't, I just couldn't keep my cool at all. And she was in my English lit class and was in my form. And so it's just like meant to be. And... Uh, So anyway, we become very, very close friends. Um, We spend all of our time together, and uh, in the evenings we FaceTime, even on school nights. So we just spent seven hours together, and then we FaceTime. One evening I read her to sleep on FaceTime. Uh, Sometimes we would just leave the FaceTime on and like drift off together. and she would openly obsess over like Alexa Chung to me, um, and she would just share loads of really personal things about her um, that she told me she'd never told anyone before. But none of those things were about being queer. And there was one thing that she said uh, she'd only ever told one person, and she referred to it as her speech, and she said she'd have to be really drunk to tell me that. And so it's now kind of three months later, it's November, it's a Friday night, uh, and we're in our respective homes, and we're texting. Uh, And I know this because I scrolled back through eight years' worth of texts for you guys. Um, And I'm texting her that my dad is being a real, real arsehole. And she texts back and says, come here then. And so... um, I was like, oh. uh, so I said, I replied and said, oh, it's actually getting a, like a bit worse. Like I'm having a bit of a cry. And she very kindly offered to come over and rip off my dad's moustache. <laughs> um, and then she said, once she'd ripped the moustache off, we could like make a nest and watch a film, which is like the best order of things. Um, and I brush it off and I say like, I'm fine. You know, don't worry about me, but would be big into a nest. And um, she then says... Would you, would you be allowed out at this time of night? I'm just wondering. And I was like, uh, yeah, maybe. Like, if my parents knew that I was with someone, why do you ask? And she said, oh, I'm just wondering. 
So I was like, okay, I won't press the point. Um, and I tell her I'm going to go for a walk and a cigarette, and I don't smoke. <laughs> I never have, and I never will. Um, I just said it to be cool and edgy, and it kind of worked, because she replied and said, um, if I cycle over, then I could bring you one. Um, and then we just start flirting with the idea of like cycling and meeting each other at like 2 o'clock in the morning, and then she says, I'm on my way. And it turns out it was just a test, and then she follows it up with, but if I was actually on my way, would you come and meet me? And I was like, yeah, 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 but if my mum was in bed. And so I wait half an hour for my mum to hit the hay, and we agree a place to meet. And I am so fucking excited. <laughs> like, this is the biggest thing that has, it's insane. Um, but I'm also terrified because I've got to cycle to meet her and it's pitch black and I am really worried about being one of those like local news stories of like, girl gets hit by car, what an idiot, she wasn't wearing a helmet, she was wearing dark clothing, but I also want to look fit and so I don't, but I don't want to die and so I'm kind of stuck. But I'm really, I'm, I'm quite a sensible person, and so I decide, no, safety first. And so I dig out a pair of three-quarter length neon green leggings <laughs> that I definitely got from Claire's. Um, and I whack those on over my jeans. <laughs> because it's cold and I need to layer. And so I put them on. Um, I, like, gingerly sneak down the stairs um, I grab my coat and I pocket just one of my mum's cigarettes, just a singular one in the pocket, um, and I text her and I say, this is the most rebellious thing I have ever done. And she said, get a life. <laughs> I was like, heartbroken, teased, it's okay. Um, and so um, I sneak round to the back door and I text her again and say, this is so tense. I'm unlocking the door that is like directly beneath my mum's bedroom. And I get out, and I grab my bike from the shed, and I start cycling. And then I need to brake for some reason, and I brake, and the tires, the brakes absolutely screech, like louder than they've ever screeched before. And I stop to see if my like mum's light flicks on, and it doesn't, and I'm good to go. And I check my phone, and she's already there, and I've not even started yet. And so I absolutely pelt it there. And my only concern when I'm cycling, really, is that I'm really worried that with the way that I'm cycling, like my thigh is gonna like snap the cigarette that's like in my coat pocket. And that it's gonna look really, really lame when I get there and take out a snap cigarette. And be like, ooh. Um, and I do remember not feeling nervous at all. I wasn't nervous about getting hit by a car anymore. The, like, the roads were dead quiet. I was just so excited to see her. And then I arrive at the Viking ship, which is where we agreed to meet, which is exactly that. It's a replica Viking ship. And she is there sitting on the top of some stairs, that are kind of at the top of the slope that leads down to the Viking ship. And behind the Viking ship is the sea. And I hate to say it, but the stars were so bright. <laughs> there was no urban glow. It was just like absolutely beautiful. And I would be lying if I told you I could remember what we talked about because I don't. But I remember she needed a wee. So she went down the slope, round the back of the Viking ship, and I just heard her go, oh, fuck. And she, she pissed on her jumper that was tied round her waist. <laughs> And I just absolutely lost my mind laughing. And it, it, it was funny, but it wasn't that funny. 
But I laughed so hard because I was just so excited to be there. And I was just so thrilled. And I remember thinking that this will be the story that we tell people about how we got together. And then it's like 2 a.m. and it's time to go home and we're cold. And um, neither of us want the other one to cycle home alone because it's dangerous and what happens. And, you know. and so she convinces me to cycle back with her. And so we do, and she's so fast, and I'm so slow, and I am sweaty. <laughs> and she slows down and comes back to my level, and I reach my hand out, and she takes it in hers, and we cycle hand in hand together because the roads are dead, and we kind of do that thing where we like fling each other and go faster, and it's like pretty beautiful. And we get to her house, and I'd never been there before, and we park the bikes around the back of her house so that my bike isn't seen in the morning. Um, we go in around the back. We're super quiet so her dogs don't start barking. Um, and of course, she's in the attic room because I'm in an indie film. <laughs> um, and so we climb the stairs up into her room that I've never been in before. And I see her bed, and it is the smallest single bed I have ever seen. And I'm, like, kind of freaking out. And so I, I said, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll sleep on the floor, that's fine. Um, and she said, no, 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 we can share. And so my next conundrum is like, how many clothes do I take off? Because I'm a really, I'm a really hot sleeper. <laughs> but I, so I think I just take my coat off and I keep everything else on. Because, other than my shoes, of course, I'm not mad. Um, and so, but I remember being so, so desperate that she didn't get the wrong idea, that I didn't come across as like a really typical predatory man. And there's so much to unpack there that we don't have time for. Um, and so I won't. But she gets into bed, and so do I, and she faces away from me, and she kind of shuffles back and presses her body into mine, and I do the same. And I reach my arm over to her, around her side and she just takes my thumb in her hand and squeezes it and then like brings it to her chest and I have never been so awake in my entire life <laughs> I, but I don't know what to do and so I do nothing because I have never been so intimate with someone as I am in this moment and I don't want to overstep the mark and ruin it and so nothing happens and then the morning comes, and she has to go on a family walk, and so she does, <laughs> and gives me the go-ahead text to like get out of there, um, and I do. And we text about how much fun it was, what an adventure, and we stay friends, and then she gets a boyfriend, and nothing ever happened. And then two years later, we're both at uni in Norwich, and we go for a, a coffee and a catch-up at Strangers, kind of like three months into our first year or something. And then she starts telling me about her girlfriend. And we just share this like moment of looking at each other, and we just, I, we just kind of share a knowing smile of we know exactly what was going on, even if she couldn't express it, even if I couldn't express it at that time. And I'm just so happy that she, she got to where she needed to be. Thank you. Molly Farley! Thank you.
Two Stories Live is a story show and story finding project brought to you by LJ Hope Productions, Norwich Arts Centre and me, Molly Naylor. For more information about all of the work that we do, head to our website, truestorieslive.co.uk. We're super grateful to be supported by Arts Council England, Norfolk County Council and Writer Centre Norwich. <laughs>